Good evening. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Mark Bolton, and this is my podcast thing about design, where I talk for 30 minutes on one subject to design uh, whilst drinking a pint of Guinness. Here's the Guinness. There it is in the glass. Um, and I'm going to drink that, so um, apologies for the slurps. Um, over the next 30 minutes, I'm going to talk about uh, one topic, and that topic is going to be agile and how that fits with the design. Uh, that topic was kindly provided by Dan Moore uh, yesterday, or maybe the day before on Twitter. Um, kind of gave me the whole idea for this, together with him and Chris, uh, Chris Schiffler as well. It, it, it sparked an idea. Um, instead of uh, about a billion tweets, no exaggeration, um, on Twitter every other week about something or other, I just thought I'd, I'd ramble on here and rant away. So, you know, it's going to be 30 minutes, maybe, maybe 25. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, this is really just about me getting my thoughts out. I will forget what I'm saying midway through the sentence. I probably will swear. I may get a bit agitated. My kids may walk in. Um, all of this is going to be uncut. This is no polished, fancy podcast whatsoever. I have no sponsors. There is no music. There's no jingly jangly piano here. It's just me, a pat of Guinness in my studio. And, and your ears. So um, I hope I don't offend them. If I do, frankly, that's your problem and not mine. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. So let's get on with it. So uh, today's topic is Agile, right? So I have a fair bit of experience working in Agile teams, probably since about 2002, thereabouts. Uh, I started working in Agile teams in the BBC when I worked there. Uh, it wasn't strict agile or really any kind of agile in any kind of way. Um, it was it was trying to be agile uh, when nobody really understood what that was. Um, and then since then, I've mostly delivered design to agile teams as uh, as an agency to clients. So working alongside client teams um, or actually designing in an agile way. Um, and delivering them, uh, you know, delivering to clients along the way. So I've worked within Scrum teams, I've delivered to Scrum teams, um, and I've done both at the same time. Um, so what, let me just clear up what I think Agile is and where it falls, uh, what, it, you know, what, it, what it actually is. Defining the thing, let's define it. Well, I think Agile falls into, falls into two camps, really. Big A Agile. Um, and what that means is uh, agile uh, yeah, adhering to a to a methodology or a manifesto or a bunch of rules, um, and so for example, Scrum, uh, and those are very clearly defined roles, clearly defined processes, um, all designed to deliver code, um, and then little a agile, which is basically just the essence of what agile means. To me, some bits that I feel work very well with design, um, that's what I call kind of little agile. By the way, I'm no agile expert. There's probably plenty of people out there listening to this who have a whole ton of opinions. But you know what? This is my opinion. So shut up and listen. <laughs> no. Um, so right. So big A agile. What is that? So Scrum um, has, you know, points. It has epics and user stories and tasks based on that. It has sprints, uh, sometimes as short as one week, which is horrific. Sometimes as long as three weeks, which is also horrific, uh, in my opinion. And um, two weeks, so which I think is kind of good. Um, 
And in bigger, in, in Scrum, for example, what you do is you estimate a task and it gives, it's given a value um, and the product owner uh, decides what the priorities are um, and then the engineers um, decide how complicated things are and based upon that there's a negotiation on what gets done within a certain amount of, um, within a sprint and then all those points get accrued to a value and then that value is your velocity over time, right? So say you deliver 260 points, maybe next sprint you deliver 210, your velocity is decreased, right? Because it's lower, um, so you're delivering, yeah, you know, but it's just a way of tracking performance, I guess. Um, the challenges right there are for me is estimating design. Um, I found it nigh on impossible to do that. There was one project that we used to, that we worked on when we worked in a, as an agency, and we were delivering this kind of platform uh, for people to make their own website. And there was a there was a kind of a marketing website alongside it as well. Um, and we were delivering commercially delivering uh, Scrum, which is which is which was horrific. Um, I'll go into details why in a moment. But from the design side of things, this is how it went, right? So every, every sprint planning meeting, we'd all sit around. The product owner would decide what we're going to work on. Um, those were the priorities. Uh, there was a negotiation between engineering and design because obviously we'd want to work on design stuff before it got built. There's a problem. Um, with Scrum, design, in my opinion anyway, design tends to be, well, my experience is, uh, I've tended to be reactive to the process rather than proactive within Scrum. I've always got somebody asking me for something. Uh, had, you know, I had like, you know, an engineer's like, well, what do I do here? What do I do here? What do I do here? Where's this button? There was no kind of proactive uh, design being done because you were in the sprint. Um, typically, what, what you try to do is design for a sprint ahead and support the existing sprint. Um, but that has its own challenges as well because... Uh, because of the complexities of trying to estimate things and design things, it never works out when you try and actually build them. So, you know, that's really whole bit of problematic pain. But one of the things that we did, which was an utter mistake, where was we, we, uh, we tied billing, so invoicing, to velocity. So we, the client was only paying for delivered code. Um, Fine, you may say. Fair enough. That's, uh, that's what Agile is about. That's what, well, no, I don't think it is. I think that's what Scrum is about. And I think that, you know, you read the manifesto, it's all about delivering working code and, and you know, but the, the fact is that design is not working code and research is not working code. And um, it takes time for that to, to be validated and tested and bed in within a team, within, within a client's team, and uh, then gets turned into code. So it was just horrendous. From day one, we were on the back foot financially. Um, and we ended up very quickly getting into a position where we were trying to deliver code too fast to meet the budget requirements. <laughs> so we ended up just, um, just rushing. We ended up delivering what I think now is kind of substandard work because we needed to get paid because there was a fundamental flaw in the contract commercially. So I'd love to hear if anybody else actually uh, delivers on Agile kind of strict 
you know, big A agile scrum or something like that commercially to a client and how it works. It works really well for in-house teams because, uh, because that team doesn't have to pay the bills. It has to deliver the code for the, for an organization, but the, there's no, you know, it's not the bottom line, right? It's not, uh, it's not affected. So, so there's that. So that's, that's big agile. I think there are problems. The, the, the way that you can get around this is that, you know, I've spoken to some people who said, oh, yeah, but, you know, design and research, we only work at an epic level. So you have epics, which are like these big stories, big, big ideas, uh, big bits of functionality, you know, things like that. And like onboarding would be an epic. And then that gets broken down into a bunch of stories. Stories get broken down into a bunch of tasks, all of which get estimated on. Uh, so some designers work just at an epic level, right? They're providing design and research being done there, and then it gets broken up into um, into you know, engineering tasks and it gets made. But the problem with that is that it's kind of waterfall, right? Um, design is happening uh, not alongside engineering. It's happening away from engineering. And it's delivering to engineering. And things get built and then shipped. And the problem that you quickly fall into, I, th- I think anyway, with that, is that you're, it's basically waterfall, right? The, the opportunities for iteration, the, the learning that comes from putting it in front of people and testing it, because of that distance, if you're working way up at an epic level, um, or even just not at an epic level, if you're just delivering design to a scrum team, you just end up... Um, you end up in waterfall, and you end up in feature-driven Scrum. So Scrum is fine for actually just keeping the momentum in the development team to deliver. But really, it misses out on this whole chunk of stuff around iterating, making better things by close proximity of a multidiscipline team. So that's where I think Big A falls down. Now, Little A, Agile, is... is, uh, Actually, some elements of that. Do you know? Do you remember in um, in in oh god, what was the film? Enter the Dragon, where Bruce Lee talks about um, you know, look at the all the heavenly glory or something like this. He's talking about um, no, that isn't the quote. Actually, well, that's a really good bit of the film. But there was another bit where he he talks about being like water, right? Is um, is to is adapting to your environment, right? Now, if you've ever read Bruce Lee's book. He he talks a lot about um, a lot about this because Bruce Lee was a philosophy major. He has a he has a way with words, um, and he talks about you know, what Bruce Lee did in his martial arts kind of life was that he studied lots of martial arts from kind of an academic perspective and a practice perspective, and he took things that worked and discarded things that didn't. And he because he said that uh, a lot of the martial arts are based on systems with boundaries and rules, and they ignore real life. They ignore real um, real fighting, which was the, you know, the case with martial arts. Um, instead, they created a system, and you fought within the system. As long as you fought within the system, within the governed rules, everything was fine and dandy. But, you know, you, there, there are no rules in real combat. You know, it's, it's who's, who's stood up at the end of it. So, you know, that's very much the basis of modern day kind of uh, MMA and things like that. So, um, anyway, where was I? Uh, so, yes, um, he talks about, you know, a, taking the things that work and discarding the things that don't. And that's where I think the little AI agile is, is really good. I think it's a really 
natural way of how design happens. Um, design doesn't happen in the way that we've been kind of sold a lie since the 50s, 1950s advertising, where design happens from, and you know, and this is perpetuated in design schools, you know, you have a sketch, you make a sketch, you then you, 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 you know, you make that higher fidelity. I mean, that's kind of fine. But then you get commercially where you, you make a perfect thing or three perfect things and you put them in front of a client and you say, pick one, you know, three rounds of amends and then that's it, right, done. Uh, because you've got to pay the bills, right? The more time designers wasted um, making creative, remember in the 50s advertising, creative was free uh, because of all the media buying, right? So that's how agencies made their money, was off the buying and the media and it wasn't off the creative, that was always free. So, um, so what happens is you try and uh, minimise the amount of creative work you're doing because uh, there's so much to do because it's all free. Um, so anyway, uh, so this kind of rigid, rigid process of design delivery in, in you know, modern day design is, is, is historically designed around maximising profits, minimising designers' time, maximising profits. So this notion of iteration and doing lots of changes, lots of changes over time was something that's kind of fairly new and it comes from Agile. But if you think about it, if you think about it, when you're noodling away on something of your own making or you're in design school or, you know, you're doing, you know whatever you're doing, you know, time, um, time is not always a factor and it's about making things better and it's about change and it's about being totally comfortable with change as well. Right? It's a natural state of design, really, change. It's never done. It's never finished, really. It could always be better. Um, and so this kind of back and forth and roundabout of, um, of iteration is something that's really natural. And that, that is, you know, a core principle of Agile, a little Agile. And I think that's, um, I think that's great. It's a really fluid uh, way of working. But commercially, obviously, you've got to try and, or, you know, what's the word, operationally? No, that's awful. Um, you know, just doing design in a commercial environment, you, you do need to have some kind of process there. And that's where sprints work. Sprints working really, really well. So for since like 2008, when I ran the, the, the design studio, all our projects were based on sprints of two weeks length. It really helped. Um, it helped pricing. It helped negotiating price with the client. This idea of okay, we don't work on a fixed fee for a fixed thing because we don't know enough at that point. Somebody comes to you with a brief and they say, hey, build me this great website thing. And we say, okay, that'll cost £50,000. Thank you very much. Well, frankly, we just don't know enough. Even if we spent like two weeks of discovery and interviewing and doing all of this thinking and stuff, really we wouldn't know enough until we got down to it. So what we did was we... We said, okay, we think it's going to be this long. What's your budget? A lot of people are still very reticent to give you budget, the budget figures, and I totally understand that. But they would give you a ballpark if pushed. So you say, okay, based on that ballpark, we can deliver eight sprints. And eight sprints look like this. They have this many designers. They have this much time per sprint. It's two weeks long, and it allows for you know user research in, in each sprint. What it doesn't allow for user research um, and and there you go. And the and the, the other thing that we really focused on was delivering against priorities and to putting that back in the client's court 
uh, at the side of the court and say, look, it's your job to decide what the priorities are. We can help along the way. Um, but, you know, push comes to shove. Um, it's your call. And that worked really, really well as well. It was kind of empowering for them, um, but it required a lot of coaching. And a lot of that was really based down to just working in an agile way. Uh, so, do you know what? I am not, I'm wittering on here. I'm not even drinking my Guinness. Um, one second. Ah, uh, yes. Right, so where was I? So, um, yeah, anyway, so commercially it was very useful for us because it allowed us to bend and stretch projects when we when it became clear that we hadn't really addressed the problem yet we were six sprints into eight sprints the client had a real understanding of how much a sprint cost it's kind of a unit cost it's like eight you know eight thousand pounds for a sprint and the client would be like oh you know we're not really we're only starting to answer these problems and we'd be like yeah so they said okay well you know let's extend it for two sprints it's like two units of cost and it was really easy language to understand where, where things could be stretched. And it was a bit more palatable for the client. Um, of course, it had it played hell with scheduling and um, resources. You know, there were only so many people. It also played hell with trying to, um, you know, figure out and fathom cash flow. But this was another great thing, is that we build per sprint. So what we did was, say, we had 10 sprints and uh, it cost X amount each, we would take a deposit of uh, normally like 25%, um, you know, an upfront payment of 25%, that could just get us started. And then after every sprint, we del- we, we invoiced, and we billed as we went. So that meant that there was, there was an overhead on the business side because we were churning out lots of invoices. But that's good, right? I mean, it kept cash flow pretty healthy um, because we were, delivering, we were delivering on sprints and we're getting paid for that delivery. And if you've got enough of that going on, your you know, cash flow is not, is not swinging up and down. It's fairly kind of level. Uh, I mean, if you've got several projects going on at the same time, it's a bit of a headache keeping track of things. God, you've got to have a good bookkeeper, right? So, um, so there's that. Uh, so that's a little bit agile. Commercially, I think it's great. If, if just a few things are taken on board, iteration, sprints, priorities for the client but there's the flip side is there's a lot of coaching right the client had to be ah just a lot of being you know another thing you know just being made comfortable within the process another thing that i like to do and um you know just continue to like to do is expose people to the mess of design um design is a messy old business right um prototypes thinking post-it notes, sketches, all that kind of stuff is really, is really messy. But the problem is, is that, uh, you know, a lot of clients had this notion that design was, uh, that they were going to be showing beautiful designs at, at some point in the process. Um, and up to that point, and they may get some input on what to choose, and up to that point, it was really a lot of discussions and things like that. Um, because that, largely that was their experience of a lot of design before, particularly traditional design. If there's a lot of people moving into you know, this whole digital transformation thing in business, um, if, if a lot of people who were generally commissioning websites and web platforms like that were marketing departments, or at least marketing departments had a, had a hand in it, and a lot of those people came from uh, a place where they bought design services for print 
uh, or for you know, uh, you know, web, web before, but frankly, it was the same process as print. It was make a pretty thing, build a pretty thing, deliver a pretty thing. Um, and what I'd like to do is to get people exposed to really scrappy-looking prototypes really early on. And that makes people really uncomfortable at first because they're not used to seeing the mess. They're not, they're, they're not used to seeing how sausage is made, right? So it freaks them out a little bit. But you hold their hand and you keep them calm and you walk them through it. And after sprint by sprint and week by week, they start getting it. And what that means is that you start getting the right feedback at the right time. Um, so, you, you know, we used real content from the get-go. If we didn't have it, we'd write our own. And invariably, it would be inaccurate or wrong or not quite in the right direction. But there's nothing that really gets a client, you know, there's a lot of lightning, a little fire under a client's arse, right? It got, them, it got them thinking, it got them acting, it, it, um, it got them th- so that they, you know, content wasn't this big problem at the end. So, um, so that, and that was all really kind of tied to this agile process. It was tied to delivering design frequently. And when I mean design, things like prototypes, things like user research, things like, um, you know, any kind of uh, user research strategy, um, stuff like that, basically. Um, so, so that's little a, agile. Um, so I've kind of talked around, uh, I don't know how long, I have no idea how long I've been talking, maybe 20 minutes or so. Um, so I, I think that designing Agile is always, ha <laughs> there's a phone call. Uh, that's amazing, amazing timing. Let me just stop this, hang on one second. So where was I before I was so rudely interrupted? Um, I can't remember now, you see I've lost my, lost my train of thought. Um, so anyway, agile. Agile. I think designing agile has uh, uh, has challenges. There are challenges around um, around how it fits in process wise. What type of organisation you are, where you how you deliver it commercially. Um, design designing agile uh, depends on the type of agile. You know, big A agile, little agile, little A agile. Um, and I think certainly with Big A Agile, one of the things to, to, that I found useful uh, from the get-go is to actually just have those open discussions with, with the Scrum Master and with, the, with the, the people running the project and engineering and get a feel for, okay, well, what's design's role here? Is design's role delivering designs to be built? Or is design's role here to, uh, you know, navigate through the scrum teams uh navigate through the engineering teams kind of questions and uh you know is design's role here more of a facilitator of good design you know maybe there's an established platform already so the design input really is just around kind of consultation and uh and that kind of thing so it's really just trying to assess what the role is and that would be my question if i ran a studio now and i worked along agile worked to deliver or alongside agile teams which Incidentally, it was becoming much more commonplace um, when I ran the company. Uh, you know, probably most of the teams were agile, to be honest. And that was always one of my first questions. It's like, what's, what's our role? Is our role delivering to the team, alongside the team, 
um, you know, are we consultative role? Are we delivering broad uh, templates, or is it a you know a style guide? Which instantly it's going to be another show. Um, a show. Uh, it's hardly a show, is it? It's more of me rambling away, drinking a pint of Guinness. So, um, so yeah, I'd ask that question because I found that even some you know organisations say they run Scrum. It's different from place to place, and uh, also the dynamics are different. Um, and the company kind of culture is different. So it might be a company that just is hell-bent on, on velocity and delivering, delivering, delivering. That is the main thing. It may be another place where user need is the thing. And delivery takes second, uh, second place, second fiddle to, to actually, are we delivering the right thing? Um, or it may be that... Uh, it might be a place that focuses on design quality. Um, so are we delivering, you know, it's the what. Is this good enough? Um, so it's really just trying to establish where, uh, you know, what, what is, the, what is the, the team that you're working for? What are they, how do they work? How do they do it? Um, so, yeah, Agile. It's all right. Um, it's a bit rubbish sometimes. Uh, the essence of Agile is pretty great. Um, I think it's very natural, but if you're dogmatically adhering to things, the, the process and the headwind of that process, headwind meaning it's just, you know, you're fighting the gale to just get stuff done. Um, it, or, you know, fighting the process itself because it's just not naturally fitting. When that happens, it's just awful. And um, I prefer to work waterfall, to be totally honest, in those circumstances. So, um, so there we are. That's it. That's, that's, I don't know, 20 minutes. I had one phone call. No kids come through the door, which is good. Half a pint of Guinness. I'm going to have to work on that next time. Um, so thank you for listening. That was, uh, that was me. That was me and my pint of Guinness. Um, and uh, until next time.